Jordan Love faced down his biggest challenge to date, a top 10 defense, the defending Super Bowl champions, and oh yeah, the best player on planet Earth. And what did he do? He outplayed Patrick Mahomes, thanks in part to the help of Matt LaFleur, who just coached maybe, maybe his masterpiece. We are live post-game after Sunday night football on YouTube. Let's do it. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap a newsletter I would absolutely love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Thanks to absolutely everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase of tickets, last minute tickets, the lowest price guaranteed. It's Game Time, and it was Game Time from the jump. The Green Bay Packers have set aside whatever issues that they have had scoring in first quarters and in first halves, they have come out of late with a confidence that we have not seen in this group. They have come out the last month plus now playing offense like they don't just hope they can play well, that they don't just think they can play well. They don't even just believe that they can play well. They know that not only can they play well, but they will play well because they've got a plan and the plan has consistently been good. And you know what else they know? They know they have a quarterback. We asked after the Lions game, is this just who Jordan Love is now? And I said, well, a couple more times, and yeah, it is just who Jordan Love is now. To come off the Thanksgiving game against a defense, albeit a struggling defense, that was still a top half of the league defense in the aggregate over the course of the season, to come into this game off the, the Chiefs got a big win last wing against the Raiders. They come back. They dominate that game for, for most of the second half and, and the, the second quarter as well. You got the defending Super Bowl champions for whatever issues they're having this season. This is a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense. It's still Patrick Mahomes on the other side. And they came out like they did not care because they knew they could do whatever they want. They go 13 plays, 75 yards for a touchdown. And Jordan Love is in command. Every throw on the money, right on the face mask, right on the numbers. He just looks different. 
and and they knew that they could run against this team. 27th ranked defense by DVOA. We talked about it. Every dayers will remember we talked about it on our crossover. If you're going to hold the ball, I mean, the, the, the amount of possessions in this game, bonkers. The Chiefs had eight drives. The Packers, the Packers scored 27 points in seven drives. Seven drives to get 27 points they scored in every quarter of this game. They went blow for blow with Patrick Mahomes. Jordan Love, more importantly, went blow for blow with Patrick Mahomes. And it wasn't just the ground game because Jordan Love, 36 attempts. They go 25 attempts on the ground, including two Love runs. On that first drive, they mix in. They go Jaden Reed on the first play, the push pass. They, they, they have the push-pull run that they turn into a play-action pass on the second drive. It is the full, like, anyone that wanted to say, including Matt LaFleur, <laughs> that this was not going to be a different version of this offense. This, this, this is the offense. And this is the offense. Jordan Love, I thought Mina Kimes from ESPN put it so beautifully during the game when she said, you know, for the first half of the season, Jordan Love was making these dazzling throws. It was just marked by an inconsistency. And some of that was, was born out of receivers not knowing where to be and shuffling along the offensive line. Now, now he's just everything this team needs him to be. Another three touchdown game. He's got a passer rating over 100, I think in three out of his last four. A 118.6 passer rating in this one. Never really put the ball in harm's way. Was, was accurate all night. Confident, the, the touchdown pass that he threw to Christian Watson. It's not there on, on the first read. He starts to get a little, little jumpy. He settles with chaos around him and fires to Christian Watson wide open. That play for me was just like, oh, there is such great progress in a play like that. Because in, in a different circumstance earlier in the season, that might have turned into a, a chicken with his head cut off kind of moment. And there are going to be those plays, like everydayers that were, that were there for the Jay Sternberger interview, he talked about, hey, there are going to be a couple plays every once in a while where he just looks a little weird and, and looks like a baby deer. But then all of a sudden he can make some of the throws that he made in this, the, the fourth down throw my God, what an absolutely unbelievable play. You've got multiple guys bearing down on you, pressure in his face. Chris Jones, like one of the best defensive players of his generation, 305 plus pounds coming to tear your head off. And he lays the ball into Romeo Dobbs. And just, you couldn't go out and hand it to him any better. And it reminded me of, some of the throws that Aaron Rodgers made 2020, 2021 to Devontae Adams, where Rodgers, it seems like he's just chucking and ducking, but they, and he's getting drilled and they just fall right, just kind of magnificently into the arms of Devontae Adams. Romeo Dobbs makes that play. You come back, you get an absolute seed to Christian Watson, who high points the ball 
We don't know what the, what the situation is with Christian Watson right now. You hope, hope that it's, it's a cramp or it's, you know, cold games. You don't get enough fluids. You don't hydrate enough that it's one of those hamstring just tweaks. He looked okay in terms of his, his uh, spirits after that. We don't know. We can't know. But the thing is, we saw this offense without Christian Watson at the start of the season. And what we saw in this game and over the last few weeks even is you don't need that sort of alpha number one receiver to make this all work. You had Romeo Dobbs winning vertically. You had Dontavian Wicks, you know, a big 25 plus, an explosive pass off play action. Jaden Reed wasn't even really... Uh, a main factor in this game. He's been your most consistent, reliable receiver this year. This is a, a an offense by committee, and it works for two reasons right now. Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love. And if Love is going to play like this, you can weather a Christian Watson injury. And certainly you can weather it against the schedule that they have upcoming. You can weather Aaron Jones being out. I don't want to, I don't want to hear about the injuries and I don't want to hear about the penalties. That last drive was as poorly officiated a drive as, as I can remember because absolutely not a penalty on, on Jonathan Owens. Absolutely not a penalty in real time. Did not look like a penalty. They threw it because it's a quarterback because it's Patrick Mahomes. And because he went down hard, it's a big hit. That's not a penalty. Now is that DPI? Absolutely. Yes. Carrington Valentine interfered on Marquez Valdez Scantling. But, but they didn't run the, the 10 seconds for review. It didn't seem like they had the clock running at ready for play. They should have been running the clock when the ball, when, when Mahomes and everyone got up to the ball. It, it, it was, it was a joke, the end there. So I don't, I just, I kind of don't want to hear about it. It was a makeup call and it is what it is. If you're a, a Chiefs fan, especially if you're a Chiefs, Chiefs fan in the comments, please get a life. You're the defending Super Bowl champions. You have the best player on the planet. You have our, the guy that, that could take Tom Brady's GOAT title and you scored 19 points. I, I just don't want to hear about it. Cool. Glad we, glad we cleared that up. Jordan Love, more to the point, looks like the kind of quarterback. Just, just think about this. When you look at the best offenses in the league right now, the best quarterbacks in the league right now, Patrick Holmes is it, number one. Justin Herbert is one of them, number one. The Lions offense, I know Jared Goff, not an elite quarterback, but this was the number sixth offense by DVOA. They were, they were five before last week, before they played the Packers. That is an elite offense. And Jordan Love went head-to-head head with those offenses and outscored them and outplayed those quarterbacks. Maybe not Herbert. Herbert was awesome in that game. But certainly outplayed Goff and outplayed Patrick Mahomes. Outplayed Patrick Mahomes. And this Chiefs defense, I know they have injuries. Don't give me the injury excuse. Aaron Jones, one of the best five running backs in the league. Don't at me. And an all-pro left tackle, not in the lineup. I, I, I don't, don't give me that excuse. That's nonsense. Jordan Love played awesome. He played awesome in front of Taylor Swift, in front of Simone Biles, in front of God and everyone. And the Green Bay Packers are right back in the thick 
of a playoff race. Oh, baby, do you love to see it? And one of the reasons, one of the big reasons is Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur is so deep in his bag, so deep in his bag. He is right back, right back in the coach of the year race and has a real chance to go win it. We're going to talk about the impact of Matt LaFleur on this team in just a second here on Locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at BetterHelp. We all want to be the best version of ourselves. We want to we want to be like Jordan Love looked on Sunday. And we're just not always at our best. But therapy can help you get there. The holidays can be a particularly difficult time. So whether it's by starting therapy, going easier on yourself during the tough moments, or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. If you've been thinking about trying therapy, BetterHelp can be there for you. Entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash locked on. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top stories in sports with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Last week, I said, look, if the Packers make the playoffs, you have to put Matt LaFleur in the coach of the year race. And now, and, and that was based on this idea of their schedule soft at the end, go beat the Bucks and the Panthers and the Giants and the Bears and, and the dregs of the league. And you can sneak into the playoffs, nine wins, 10 wins. Now, now, 10, 11 wins are in play. And for a team that was what, three and six at one point, you're, you're talking about a coach to bring them all the way back. What he is doing with this offense, you, you can't tell that for a month, this was an offense that, that just didn't look like it had any confidence at all in what it was doing. And I was critical of Matt LaFleur. I was critical of the, the conservative play calling. The let's just get under center and try and run A.J. Dillon a bunch of times when A.J. Dillon did not look particularly spry. Wrote about it over at The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. And we have written a lot about the work that Matt LaFleur has done lately. And, and getting Dontavian Wicks more involved and what this offense can look like with Christian Watson. But that first drive to me was a perfect embodiment of what you wanted to see really all season. Because you're getting the creative run looks. All right, run the little push pass that you've run now, I don't know, seeming like every week over the last month to Jaden Reed. You run it again, second and one, convert the first down. Now you go play action and you get 
deep, uh, deep sit route. I don't, I don't know exactly what the concept was, but a deep comeback in the middle of the field to Christian Watson for a chunk play. And now you're just, you're just sort of running it to run it to establish the line of scrimmage, but you're not right. You're not just running it to run it. You're running it to set up things for later. And they did exactly that. They ran a play in this game that I hadn't seen them run. I don't think ever in the Matt LaFleur era, I don't know that I've ever seen it run. That little toss from the gun where Jordan Love sort of pitches it and they get that that pin-pull action out to the side. It was a play that they started running last year uh, and they did, ran it a, a lot. I thought I thought too much at times. But then they come back and they go play action off of it. In the low red zone, you get to play to Ben Sims. That's a variation of the touchdown that you scored last week to Tucker Craft. You get Henry Pearson in the game, a fullback who's like barely played this season. And he's he's going all over the formation. He's orbit motion, orbit return motion. He's He's wing into the backfield, backfield to split out. I mean, this guy's barely played. And now at this point in the season, you're just trusting everybody that they can go do it. But this also speaks to LaFleur, the teacher, that the way that he teaches the game, that he drills the game, that, that he practices the game, has set these guys up to be in this position now where when someone is in the wrong place, when they blow a protection, when they drop a pass, it seems odd. And so I don't expect Matt LaFleur to win this award because, frankly, he should have won it in 19. I thought he had a good case in 20 and 21. I, I don't know who else you're really looking at here in terms of candidates. It was going to be Dan Campbell until their season started to hit the skids. What if they win out? And by the way, they can absolutely win out. How much credit does Matt LaFleur deserve? And, and we can save the discussions about the connections between Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry for the offseason because guess what? Those are discussions that you have when you're trying to figure out WTF is going on. Those are the, those are the discussions that you have when you're losing. Has Matt LaFleur put too much faith in Joe Barry? By the way, this Joe Barry defense without Jair Alexander held Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs to 19 points. Now, if they needed to kick a field goal at the end to win, they could have. They were in position to do it. But guess what? They didn't. They needed to score a touchdown because the Packers had scored enough, not just a touchdown, a touchdown and a two-point. This Packers defense, when it looked like, okay, I mean, you heard Chris Collinsworth. It was so funny. Oh, Chris Collinsworth. Oh, well, if they punt the ball here, it just feels like they're going to, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to come right down and score. What happened? What happened? The Packers force a three and out. Then they go down, they go down and get a field goal to make it a five-point game. And the very next possession, the second play of the next possession, Keyshawn Nixon, I don't know how he saw it. I don't know eyes in the back of his head. What exactly happened? He makes an interception. That's what happened in the second half. Now, I know they I, I know they get a pair of scores in the second half. 
but the Packers also forced the punt, got a pick, and ended the game with a fourth down stop. A Hail Mary stop. And again, don't give me the penalty. Because the refs missed multiple bad calls on that same drive. What LaFleur has done is taken a team provided to him by, by Brian Gutekinds. And, and someone pointed out in the chat, I think it's a good, a good note to make. Brian Gutekinds has done such a great job of putting this team together, of finding these young pieces. I mean, to lose Luke Musgrave, I didn't even mention Luke Musgrave. I did the same thing in my tweet. Luke Musgrave had a, had a chance to break Sterling Sharp, an outside chance, but a chance to break Sterling Sharp's rookie receiving record. Sterling Sharp! He's not playing. And it just like, they don't miss a beat with Tucker Craft and Ben Sims and, and Henry Pearson, who you didn't know was a Green Bay Packer until like the eighth time he was out there, be honest. That's a credit to Matt LaFleur to take all, like it's a credit to, to Brian Gutekinds that you found all these talented pieces, but we saw what these talented pieces looked like in September and October. But little by little, bit by bit, they have come together. And, and so much of that has to do with Matt LaFleur and and we opened with this, this idea of the confidence that Matt LaFleur has imbued on this team. That they go into these games going, we know we can win this game. We know we can score on these guys. We know we have a good plan. That's Think about how different that is from the Denver game, the Raiders game. When it's it seems clear they're searching for something. And against the Rams, that that is going to end up being, you know, it, whatever happens, if they, if they stay healthy at this point, it feels like they're they're a playoff team. The next three, Giants, Bucks, Panthers. Like they could be nine and six in a hurry. And if you think about the difference that this team did the the Rams game was the thing that changed it. You have a four-game losing streak. And you find something against the Rams. Heavy personnel. Leaning into the stuff Matt LaFleur is best at. The pre-snap motion. The diversity of looks. And then the look off the look. That's what Matt LaFleur in this offense can be. He has proven his bona fides in this moment. Oh, well, it was just Aaron Rodgers. Someone said to me, because I said in, in my, that I did a Taylor Swift video. By the way, I picked the Packers to win in that video. Um, that video came out after Crossover Thursday. I changed my pick. And in that video, I mentioned that the Packers are 15-0 and in December, now 16-0 and in the month of December. And someone was like, oh, how many of those are Aaron Rodgers? I don't care. It now doesn't matter. Because Matt LaFleur has shown how much of this is him. So we want to do the, you know, the, the thing. Oh, Jordan is him. Someone in the chat did, you know, Goody is him. We can't talk about anyone being him without it starting with Matt LaFleur. Because go back to what he did in 2019, resetting this culture, resetting Aaron Rodgers in a lot of ways. And now to do it again with Jordan Love. And to buoy him in this way and give him give him the confidence to make Jordan Love does not make the throw to Christian Watson 
He might not even attempt it a month ago, six weeks ago. But when you can give him some of these easy looks, that makes it easier to, to make the dazzling throws, the fourth down throw. My gosh, we're going to be talking about that throw for a long time. All right, I want to finish up talking about the special teams because for as much as we've been hard on Riz Bisaccia, we had Cassidy on the show on Friday, a great conversation with her. Uh, the, the special teams came through in a big way in this game. We got to talk about it right after this, just in just a second here on Locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Last minute tickets. If you need them, it is a pain in the you-know-what. Even if you don't need last-minute tickets, it can be a hassle just to get tickets. Game Time wants to take the pain out of buying tickets with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guaranteed. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Plus, all-in prices. This is one of my biggest pet peeves with online ticket brokers, you see a price and then you get to the checkout and they're like, yeah, but it's $40 fee for this and it's a $30 fee for this and a $6 fee just because we're jerks. All in prices, show you your total upfront so you know what you're getting and a, a great deal without those hidden fees. Download the GameTime app and create an account and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. The GameTime app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, the lowest price guaranteed. It's game time. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. Locked On has launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever 24-7 streaming sports Network. Look, I've been I've been hard on Rich, Pit Boss Rich. And I I do, after just praising Matt LaFleur, have to talk about what happened at the end of the half. When you have the false start penalty that takes you out of field goal range, and then you run. The, the most garbage of garbage plays, some play that's designed to just like, it's some, JTL Sullivan calls it a trick em dick em play. And it just was, it, it's, the juice was not worth the squeeze. Tr call a play that gets you six yards back, kick a field goal. And that field goal could have been monumental. The Packers end up stopping the Chiefs on the two point when they score. That turned out to be a huge play. But in that case, before the half, you didn't even give Andres Carlson the chance. You don't even give him the chance to, get, to make a kick. But up to Andres Carlson, 40-yard field goal with a chance to make it. So you have to kick or you have to score a touchdown to win the game. Carlson drills it. Keyshawn Nixon. Sets up a big return after the Chiefs score. He has now been a net plus for them after the first month of the season. Keyshawn Nixon was a net negative for the special teams. He is no longer a net negative. And then the biggest kick to really of Andres Carlson's 
career. It's a short one. So far, on third and six, Jordan Love does really, really his worst play of the game. And maybe his only truly bad play of the game takes the sack. Now, the good news of the play is he goes down. He doesn't do what I think a lot of quarterbacks are just trained to do in those moments. Don't take a sack. Don't take a sack. Don't take a sack. Throw it out of bounds. But then you stop the clock. He didn't. He takes the sack. You force, uh, well, they took the timeout, but you bleed 45 seconds off the clock. And with a minute 09, you make the kick that makes it an eight-point game, a 48-yarder instead of a 38-yarder. You made it a lot harder on yourself, but Carlson came through. These moments, these moments are enormous in the development of players. Like what a confidence boost for this kid to come in in that moment. And, and it's true for this whole team. And, and I wrote about this for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to, in the middle of the week. And, and I was glad that no one did the thing that I thought, frankly, more people would do and go, oh, you're just coping, you're, you're, you're pre, uh, pre-coping on the loss. And what I wrote was that the Packers didn't need to beat the Chiefs for their playoff hopes to stay alive. And they didn't, but they did. They did beat the Chiefs. They didn't need to, but they did. What they needed to do was prove they could hang with the Chiefs because it's not just winning. It's not just making the playoffs. It's going into the playoffs going, we can beat anybody. That's the goal. And so the confidence that a game like this can propel you forth with for this whole team also importantly counts for Anders Carlson, who, you know, didn't miss any extra points, but if three straight games with missed extra points, you have a clean game. That is, you might need him next week or the week after or the week after that. The NFL is weird. The Eagles lost to the Jets with Zach Wilson. The Bills lost to the Jets with Zach Wilson. The 49ers lost to the Browns with who was even starting in that game. It doesn't matter. It wasn't like, it, it, that that offense was disgusting and they and they lost. It's the best team in the NFL. Weird things happen. You might need Anders Carlson to win one of these games to get you in the playoffs. To get a moment like this from him, I don't think we we should undersell it. It's an important moment. Is it the most important thing from this game? No. But like who cares? That's not the point. This season, the incremental growth that they have showed, and, and really, like, it's not even incremental anymore. The growth over the last month has been vertiginous. We're talking about, like, the arrows pointing straight up for this team. Jordan Love, two straight games with three touchdowns. He was the first Packer quarterback in history to have as many three touchdowns, zero interception games as he'd had in 11 games as a starter. No one had ever done it in their whole first season as a starter. He's added one and is probably, probably will add one or two more over the course of the rest of this season. But that incremental process, 
And remember too, this, this is the youngest team in the league. So that counts for special teams too. So everyone is learning how to make this work. And the fact that they're doing this now against the Super Bowl champions, against the division leaders 10 days ago, they're ahead of schedule. They, they should not be winning these games. They should not have gone into Detroit and just like beat the brakes off the Lions. They, and look, I know the game ended, uh, you know, with, with hearts and throats. But in the first half, the Packers busted their ass. This is a top 10 defense by DVOA. I understand Drew Tranquil got hurt and, and Nick Bolton is out, but, and they lost some guys during the course of, of the game. The Packers, I, I don't want to say they dominated this game, but their offense was excellent in this game against one of the best defenses in the league. Over six yards per play. And outgained the Chiefs on a per-play basis. They outplayed the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions, the eight and three Kansas City Chiefs. What I wanted to see them do was prove they could hang. Not only did they prove they could hang, they proved they could win. They proved they could win. This is not just a statement win. This is a potentially season-defining win. And it is... It's the best win of the Jordan Love era, which by the way, as I said off the top, is an official era. This is it. Jordan Love is the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. For, for how long, who knows? Their plan to let these guys grow together, we're seeing it bear fruit right now. And it turned out it's a good plan. And, and look, I, I had to offer a mea culpa in October, you know, the Packers, they're rebuilding. I said they weren't, but they are. They didn't think they were, but they are. They're not. I said before the season, I didn't think they were. I, I know they didn't think they were. They didn't think they were. David Bakhtiari might have, but they didn't. Internally, the coaches, the front office, they didn't think they were rebuilding. They thought they were going to be this team. I don't, I don't think if you... Ask them in their heart of hearts if they thought they would win in back-to-back -back weeks, go into Detroit on a short week on Thanksgiving and beat the Lions soundly and then come back and handle the Kansas City Chiefs the way that they did. Probably would said would have said no. This is one of this is one of the truly most rapturous wins, even including last week, because I think we all are a little dubious of the, the Detroit Lions. That's a lot of smoke and mirrors over there. One of the most joyous wins I can remember in Green Bay regular season. Because it just cements everything that they have been building toward. Everything about the plan that they had. You start to get a little healthy on defense. Darnell Savage comes back. You have Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell playing together. Carl Brooks in his elevated role. Lucas Van Ness gets a sack in this game. 14 sacks all season was what the Packers or what the Chiefs had given up. Packers got three in the first half and they were all huge. Two coverage sacks in the red zone that were meet at the quarterback variety. The plan that they put together is working in ways that I did not think possible. And I, and I know if you are being real with yourself, you didn't think possible a month ago. 
but here they are. And and I told some I told some people in uh in in one of the group texts that I'm on that if the Packers won this game, I was gonna I was gonna bet them to win the Super Bowl because why not? They were like a hundred to one last week. No, they're probably not a hundred to one. If anyone in the in the comments can can look it up for me with our friends at FanDuel, that would be great. Uh but it's probably not gonna be a hundred to one. I'm I'm gonna bet it. Because why not? Why not? Are you afraid of the Cowboys? Are you afraid of the Eagles after they just got their butts kicked by the 49ers? Now, the 49ers are really good. They're the boogeyman as always. But why, with the way that the Packers are looking right now, would you be afraid of anyone in the NFC? The Packers just pounded the third or fourth best team in the NFC. And they just beat arguably the best team in the AFC? And looked good doing it? Why not? Why not them? Why not a surprise surprise playoff run? Why not eight straight to, to win? Daniel Johnson in the comments got it 85 to one. That's not worth a dollar. That's not worth $5. That's not worth $10. I'm doing it. You can't stop me. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. All right. You guys are the best. We're going to be back tomorrow. We're going to be back tomorrow because that's what we do around here on Locked on Packers. And we're going to continue to be live after the game because that is also what we do. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, like 2,100 of my closest friends are doing right now, you guys. The biggest live stream I think that we've done ever. You guys are awesome. We're going to do this again. And we're going to do it again a bunch more times. And hopefully we're going to do it in January because this team, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say rhymes with fun, the fable, but I'm not, not saying it. They could do it. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it though. We're not going to talk about it. Live after the game, we will do that always. Subscribe to what we're doing over here on our Locked on Packers YouTube page. Subscribe at the Leap so you can stay Locked on Packers.